Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this special breaking news episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Robert Durst. On Friday, February 25th, 2022, Judge Kathy Solorzano, as directed by the California State Court of Appeals, ordered that all proceedings in the People v. Robert Durst are permanently abated because of Robert Durst's death, effectively vacating Durst's conviction for the murder of his friend Susan Berman. Jury Duty has an exclusive interview with Prosecutor John Lewin, who takes us through exactly what happened during Friday's hearing. Here's what John had to say. John Lewin, thank you for interrupting your dinner to give me a call. Would you tell us what happened in court today on the matter of the conviction of Robert Durst for the killing of Susan Berman? What ended up happening is that the judge simply read an order from the Court of Appeal, which abated the proceedings due to Mr. Durst's death, and in essence, the conviction for legal purposes goes away. We spoke about this a few months ago right after Durst passed away. One thing I meant to ask you back then and I'd like to ask you now is, is this common throughout the United States that a conviction is vacated if someone dies while their appeal is still pending? Or is California unique in this regard? So I'm not an expert on the law of other states, but I can tell you that I know as an example, this is the case, uh, I believe, in New York. And I know within the federal system, this is definitely the case because the same thing happened in the famous Enron case with Ken Lay. So I don't know how many states have this rule, but I know that there are other states and other jurisdictions that do. Well, thank you for bringing us this report. I think this is also a good opportunity for us to tell our listeners that you and I have been engaged in a series of conversations either very, very early in the morning or in the evening, and that in the coming weeks, we are going to begin to present those conversations to our listeners in a series of podcast episodes. And I want to thank you for your participation in that on your own time. Sure, sure. Listen, I'm happy to do it. Uh, Today is definitely, uh, this is the end of the Durst saga. You know, it started in 1982 when he killed his wife, and it's gone through a reinvestigation, the murder of Susan Berman, the murder of Morris Black, you know, a trial in Galveston, a trial in California, COVID. Uh, It's been a 40-year odyssey, and um, now it is definitely officially done. You know, I'm not a religious person, but Mr. Durst is going to have to, you know, answer to his maker, and in the end, I hope that this rule is not going to change anybody's perception and that 
Bob Durst will remain and be infamous as the multiple murderer that he was. So uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for your time, John. John Lewin had previously spoken to jury duty back on January 11th, shortly after Robert Durst died. Here's what he had to say about the prospect of Durst's conviction being vacated back then. California law is that until a verdict is final, and that does not occur until after an appellate decision has been rendered, if a defendant files an appeal, and they almost always do, that if somebody dies during the pendency of the appeal, then the conviction is vacated. So that's what will happen here. Any thoughts on that? Well, uh, I mean, obviously, that's what the law is. I think there are probably some good reasons, some good arguments you can make that a verdict reached by a jury should be final for the purposes of a conviction. But that's what the law is, and it's not my position to to argue with what the law is. The law is the law. Jury Duty just completed a series of bonus episode interviews with two of the jurors, Carmen Kliteka and John Okanishi, who were part of the Los Angeles panel that convicted Durst. Here's what they had to say about the prospect of the conviction being vacated. First, here's Carmen. Carmen, how did you hear the news that Robert Durst had died, and what were your feelings about that? I was disappointed to hear that he had died because the path for justice was just beginning and moving in the right direction. And, you know, the timing was just terrible because just as justice is going to be served and he's finally going to be held accountable for Kathy's murder after 40 years and Susan and Morris's murder after 20 years. It was very disappointing that he would continue to evade and avoid any accountability. And how do you feel about the fact that California law states that because he appealed the verdict and because he died during the course of the appeal, that the conviction is vacated? That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't understand it at all. And maybe if I was a lawyer, I would understand it, but I don't. And I really think that law or that rule should be revised. It makes no sense to me. All this effort and energy and resources went into establishing this. Why can it be overturned and nullified so easily? I think all that work should be better protected. Do you take comfort in the fact that the news of the conviction, the public nature of the outcome of the trial will stand in history, even if as a legal matter, the conviction is vacated? I do take comfort in knowing that there was, you know, great satisfaction in giving that guilty verdict because it was a long time coming, especially after he was acquitted in Texas. It's sort of righted or wrong, if you will. One thing that I take comfort in is that I think most people are not going to be looking at this little detail that it was overturned because of this filing or whatever. I don't think people really pay attention to that or care about that. I think the message is that he was finally found guilty, and that's what's going to stick in people's minds. 
not this little detail. And now here's John Okanishi. So since we last spoke, Robert Durst passed away. Can you tell me how you found out and what your thoughts were when you heard the news? Well, I found out in that several friends of mine were uh, texting me the news. You know, of course, they knew that uh, I was a juror on the trial. And to be honest, I wasn't very surprised by the news, you know, at all. Uh, During the trial, he didn't look very well. And, um, you know, essentially during the trial, I remember when the defense was interviewing him, you know, he went through a list of all of the health problems that he'd been experiencing. And the one phrase he said, I'm done. So, you know, he knew that he didn't have very much longer to live, but, you know, he wanted to live, you know, his last several years as a free person. And so when I had heard he was passed, again, I was not surprised, you know, during the trial, uh, we even wondered if he would survive that. Any thoughts on the fact that his death coming on the heels of his filing an appeal means that the conviction is vacated in the state of California. When I heard that, yeah, I really thought that was um, unfortunate. And, you know, as you mentioned, a legal technicality, you know, I would like to think that, you know, the way history is going to remember this is that he was, you know, convicted by a jury. And so that verdict may not stand based upon a legal, well, I guess it stands, but whether or not he's ultimately, you know, found guilty. I think as people go back and remember this, they'll remember that, you know, justice was served based upon that verdict. So, uh, you know, I thought it was um, unfortunate when I heard that it could be, uh, it could be reversed. But then again, I'm looking at, you know, the major decision that, uh, that we came to as a jury. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You can find a copy of the appellate court order read by Judge Solorzano at crimestory.com. That concludes this breaking news episode of Jury Duty. Join us on Monday for the premiere of our new Jury Duty season, examining the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. And stay tuned to our feed for the announcement of the premiere of our special interview series with Robert Durst prosecutor, John Lewin.